Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fabulous, stunning, beautiful, and smart weekend. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing good. Happy to be back in studio. It was great weekend, busy weekend, tiring weekend. And now it's just another glorious Monday. Could you believe it? No, because it feels like a Friday. I have the longest weekend. Like, I'm ready to now relax, but it's Monday. Um, we haven't been in studio since Thursday. Um, well, actually, since Wednesday, because Thursday we recorded remotely from Nashville. Um, I, I feel like I've been to the edge of the earth and back since that last show. Like, I'm a different person. What's changed for you? Just the experiences I've experienced, you know? They've changed you? They've changed me. I mean, first of all, my show in Nashville was life-changing. Like, the way I would literally move to Nashville is not normal. It was so fun. First of all, like, the show was incredible. It was such a nice theater. Shout out to the T-Pack. It was beautiful. And I was amazing. And then I hit the town afterwards, obviously, because Shannon was in town. My friend Abe came with me, and it was Nashville. So, like, I did what I had to do. You I went, do what you do. Yeah, I went honky-tonking on Broadway. It was incredible. Like, the way I don't think I've ever had more fun in my life than when I go out in Nashville. Like, why don't I live there? You should move there. Well, if I lived there, like, I wouldn't go to Broadway. That's the thing. It's, like, truly for tourists. But I don't care. You would find somewhere else, and you would. I think you would still love it. I support you moving there. It was amazing. Like, I love it there so much. The weather was perfect. The people were so nice. I had so much fun. I was, like, out till the break of dawn, came home, ate McDonald's. Like, things I do in New York, you know? It was really just stunning. Like, if you were there to experience it, I'm so glad for you because it was wonderful. Like, oh, just love. You love to hear that. Claudia always embarks on her tour. She doesn't know what it's going to be. She's always a little shy mm. even through her confidence you can see that there's like a shyness you know mm. like you know what how you always say like will people love like am I right. funny blah 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 and then she comes back on a Monday to let us know that she crushed it that I crushed I'm literally the most talented comedian on the planet like nobody can write material better than me I am the voice of my generation like that's how I feel when I get off stage, which is good. It's better than feeling like, oh, my God, I'm in the wrong line of work. Like, do right. I actually think I'm the most talented comedian? Yes. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, you're right. Like, the difference between, like, the, sh the podcast before a show and after is so different. <laughs> before a show, it's like, I hope you guys come and have a good time. Like, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, and like, I, I think like, you guys are going to like fucking it. Fucking admit that shit to the ground. We did. We burned that mother down. Like, if you were there, you know. Like, we burned that to the ground. You experienced greatness. I experienced greatness. Like, let's do it again. Where are we doing it again next time? Um... So I hate to disappoint everyone, but my last three remaining shows, Durham, Charlotte, 
and Birmingham are at 100% capacity. I just got the numbers the other day. So there's literally not a ticket to be sold. So you will not catch me promoting girlwithnojob.com slash tour. You won't. Oh my gosh. The show is about to be like 15 minutes shorter every day. Now. No, the show is about to be 15 minutes long. Period. Yeah. I'm so sorry to like be the bearer of bad news. You know, I'm sold out nationwide. I'm sure we could find something else to promote while we have this dearth. I mean, if we had to, you know, it's never too late to become a redhead. Girlwithnojob.com slash book. JackieOflow.com. I mean, the list, the list of mogul tings is endless. TNN. Yes, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of it being never too late to become a redhead, you are a redhead right now as you are currently reading our newest book. I am, Can you I'm, share your thoughts as you progress? I'm reading Lessons in Chemistry. I'm taking it slow. I haven't had like a ton of time to read. I think I'm about like 50, 60% now. Um, if you read the book, like you know the thing that happened like crushed me and like I really did not want to continue reading the book. Like why? Why did they have to do that? That was Snatchler's POV too. That was so unnecessary. Like these two miserable people who had like the only source of joy taken from them. Like Whatever. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I am enjoying it. It's a lot of science. Like, chill with the scientific analogies. Like, we get it. Are you a scientist? We get it. Um, but I am really enjoying it. I'm just doing it slowly. I don't know why. Because you had a busy weekend. Yeah, so then I came back Friday, headed to the New York Wine and Food Festival, spritzed through a, a bash. It was just truly, like, I, I had nothing to do with the planning, so Ben was just like, show up here, wear this, like, you know, and it was so much fun. All the girlies came out, the influencers, Sophia Lacourt, and it was super Sophia fun. Sophia Lacourt, like the face of spritz. The face of spritz. She the is, gorgeous face of spritz. She is a spritz can personified. 1,000%. Bubbly, red, stunning. Yeah. I love when you and Margot hang out with her because I just feel like it's, um, I feel seen. Through osmosis, like you're hanging yeah. out with her. Yeah. It's like you guys still choose to hang out with redheads only. Um, and then I ran into Matt Peterson. So he is a TikToker who I've known is a toaster. He has like literally 10 million followers on TikTok. It's crazy. What's his shtick? Um, okay, I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he has, does like this food, these food challenges. So someone will be like, eat only purple foods for a day. So he'll choose someone's challenge and be like, challenge accepted and then I'll take you through the day of like eating only purple foods and he just moved to New York so he came to this Brits party obviously because it was the New York wine and food festival of course Matt Peterson had to be there and I knew he was a toaster I didn't realize how big of a toaster he was Jackie he was saying the nicest things and he said something that like truly stuck with me that right. I was like using all weekend because I was like I was really nervous about BravoCon he was like I need to tell you something like you guys have to stop talking about like your haters because you don't realize like there are so many people who love you guys. We like literally would take a bullet for you. You're such an important part of our day. Like stop talking about the four haters. You have so many lovers. And I'm like, you're so right. Like I was like, it's just human nature. You know, like you focus on the negative. Like there could be a hundred no, people in a room. It's yes, it's human nature. And there's a million people in the room. I think like we are particularly traumatized. Yes. But that is such amazing advice. And that's literally the advice like we always give other people. Other people. But we can't take ourselves. And I've really never thought about it like no, that. No, Jackie. And he was like literally screaming at me, but he was totally right. He's like, <laughs> stop, stop. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll stop. He was totally right. He, oh my God. I'm obsessed obsessed so, obsessed like, with this change of perspective so that was kind of the shift in my weekend you know like that was like a whole new me that's what I'm saying a new girl new experiences oh my god I'm I'm loving where you're taking us so then Saturday I woke up and I finally went to Pennsylvania to meet 
Brian's son, Dean. Um, it was literally the nicest day. First of all, like fall is in full effect. And as much as I'm like, there's so many aspects of your new life that I'm jealous of, of course, you know, having a pool, Harry, like a lot of different things. Uh, you not having the seasons, like it sucks. Like we were driving up. It was so sick. It's so sick. And when I was moving to Florida, people are like, oh my gosh, the weather so amazing. I'm like, that's actually my least favorite part about thinking about moving to Florida. It's like, I, I love the seasons. Oh. I even like the cold and I'll suffer through those two miserable months. You know, I'm living literally two months for 10. And no, you're living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth all. I love it all. And so to me, like the weather in Florida is actually a negative, mm-hmm. not a positive. For most people, it's a positive. You know, it's summer 24-7. You can always swim. I still haven't been in my pool since you were here in August. Well, I'm and coming back maybe I sometime pro- this week. So I probably won't be in my pool again until you come back. Well, I'll make sure to pack my trunks. Bring your swimsuit. Um, So we just drove up to Pennsylvania and it was so beautiful. Like I literally was like sobbing on the way there. It's just like you only get like a month, maybe less of like that it's transitional. Of the transition. So it's still a little green, yellow. It was so beautiful. It was like such a peaceful drive. And then we got up to Brian's farm, which he's done like so much renovation and construction on. And the trees were just, it was so red by Taylor Swift. And I met baby Dean and he was so fucking cute and Brian had the nursery and it was just like so amazing and we had lunch you know John grilled and it was just like a stunning day we walked around the property saw the horses and then right before we left we watched Brian's birth video so Brian's surrogate's wife kind of like filmed the whole thing on an iPhone like nothing crazy but we put it on airplane we watched it and it wasn't like super um graphic graphic thank you uh she was standing you know at like a normal angle but um I think Ben was like I have seen a birth before like I once ran into a toaster and she showed me her water birth and that was honestly fucking traumatizing like I've never I've given birth and I've never seen I don't know what it looks like I've never watched a video of it I don't know what like I only saw what I could see and and I think that's how it's supposed to be did you look at your coochie I did as much as I could, um, but I couldn't. I'm not an acrobat. Like, no, and no, I'm and pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, like, right. fold, You're pregnant. Oh, there's a, the baby is in my way. Right. Um, so there was, like, twice where she was, like, come and look. So I did as much as I could, and it was, like, cool stuff. Nothing crazy. But, like, Zach was like, that's so okay. crazy. So we watch a video. As the baby's coming out, they, like, you know, immediately bring baby to Brian's second skin. We're all, like, sobbing. It was really, like, you could totally, in the video, it captured, like, the specialness of that moment. And Brian was saying how, like, a lot of, you know, it wasn't in Cedar sinai It was kind of outside L.A. And so, you know, they don't have a lot of surrogacy there. And so um, everyone, like, the nurses and everyone was crying. Like, it was, like, so emo. It was so beautiful. So right after that, we left. We drove back to the city. And Ben was, like, dead fucking silent in the car. I'm like, what is wrong? That's so not Ben. He's so He's so chatty, especially in a moving vehicle. He was like, I just, I can't talk. Like, I need to process what I just saw. I'm like, oh my God, it wasn't even that crazy. Like, I don't even have a particularly strong stomach. It just, it wasn't that crazy. He was dead silent for the first 45 minutes of the car ride. Like, he could not speak. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like people need to watch birth videos I feel like by the like by the time you give birth like every your body has done such like incredible amazing things it's like what's pushing out a human and even like for your husband so like if Ben saw you give birth like he also had seen you like create a child for 10 months it's like 
It's it's very stark to go from being a lay person to watching a birth. Yeah, I don't think you need to watch a birth to like prepare yourself for it. But it was like a nice moment. I'm glad I got to see from Brian's life. You know but what I mean? Not everyone's cut out for it. Is what but you're that's saying. what I was taking away. I wasn't looking for like you know anatomical assistance, right, like blood. No, this. I was right. just like, oh my god, this is so special. I actually wish I could have been there, but now I got a video. You know? Yeah. So it was such a nice day, and then me and Ben just came home and chilled because the next day I was doing BravoCon. So. We drove home. We got stuck in bumper to bumper traffic going into the Lincoln Tunnel. And Ben um, had a moonstruck moment, which if you listen to the toast, you know, that means he thought he was going to shit his pants. <laughs> we pulled off and like we were driving around, you know, like right before you get into the tunnel, there's nothing there. Like we were driving yeah. around. We were Ben was screaming <laughs> like we finally ended up at some random like it was called Bonefish Grill. Ben got to poo and that was the end of our day. Then we went to bed, woke up super early yesterday for BravoCon. So I knew I was moderating this panel at BravoCon and I was like really fucking nervous. Like, honestly, it kind of ruined my weekend knowing that I had to do it because I had this pit. Like I was really nervous about it the whole time. Um, and I wasn't sure why. But then once I got there, like I realized why the magnitude, like the event, it's 10,000 people. It's at the Javits Center. It's huge. It's like this huge undertaking. And the second you walk in, I saw literally within four steps, I saw Naomi, Craig, Austin, Kyle Richards, so many different people, Patricia Altschul. Like it was really overwhelming and it was kind of crazy to be there because, you know, everyone who's becomes a Bravo celebrity like immediately gets like this big ego, I think. And they all think they're like the biggest star on their show. So then to be in a room with all these other big stars, it was kind of like. A dick measuring contest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like. And I saw a lot of people being nice to one another. I saw a lot of people ignoring one another. For a Bravo fan, it was incredibly overwhelming. Like, you, I couldn't go to the bathroom without seeing 45 people. It was crazy. I saw Reza. I can't even... Jackie Goldschneider. Like, I can't even count the people. Liam McSweeney. Yeah. Um, and then I got to meet everyone for my panel. So my panel was all about the iconic vacations that they've taken. So we heard from Candace dillard Bissett, Kyle Richards, Kenya Moore, and Luann DeLaSeps. And then also um, four producers from each of their shows talking about like how they plan and how they film those trips. Did and, they talk about who pays for it? Um, no, but we did talk about like why Beverly Hills seems to always be flying private when everyone's flying commercial. And, and Kyle was like, because we pay for it. Okay. So the ladies pay for it. Okay, fair is fair. And I think that really settled the rest of the group. Kenya was like, yeah, why? And they were like, well, we pay for it. And everyone was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. At least you're not getting special treatment. Right. Um, so the panel went great. We had great conversations. It was so interesting to see how like the crowd receives different housewives. I mean, I could have told you this, but seeing it in person, like the way the room lost their mind over Luann, like she's such a star. And I think in the context of this conversation, vacations, she really comes to mind as, you know, cool. is that a Buffalo coming down the stairs? Exile Francais, the pirate, don't be all uncool. Like she has all these iconic moments falling into the bush. Mm -hmm. So everyone was really lit to see her. And for me, I've met Kyle and I've met Luann. I had never met Candace and I never met Kenya. And, you know, I watch Potomac religiously and I'm not a particular like Candace fan. But after meeting her, I have to say like obsessed. She was of all the ladies, the nicest to me, like chatting, taking pictures, like so kind, so lovely. And then when I was watching last night's Potomac, like I found myself being like drawn to her. But that happens all the time. I mean, same with Kenya from the show. Yep. Like when they come on the toast and you you get a really good feeling from them, it influences how you see them on the show because you're able to just like put them into context. And like, 
I think it's a good thing when that happens. It like humanizes to have, them. Yeah, no, and to have more of like a picture of this person. So I'm so here for changing hearts and minds. Yeah, Kenya was incredible. Like I'm obsessed. The way that like, you know, it really showed me, and I think it's so important to always remember, like you don't know the people that you're watching on TV. Like you literally know nothing about them. Yeah, it's so It true. was awesome. It was so cool to be asked. Like honestly, like I was really honored. Um, I'm glad it's behind me because I was like so nervous about it. And there were so many toasters there, which just made like, it was a very welcoming environment, which I really appreciated. That's so nice. Well, it was what a fabulous a weekend. Jam-packed weekend for you. Jam-packed weekend for you. How was your weekend? I'm tired of talking. My weekend was a little different. You know, it was very home-focused. Whenever Harry was napping, I was either just reading or cooking. But a few exciting updates from the weekend that I'll share. One, on Friday morning, we took Harry to get his passport, which was just like uh, the cutest When experience. I tell you, I've showed every single picture, people that picture, every single person that picture. Sorry, I'm like having a seizure. Of his passport picture. It. He's literally a lump of potatoes. Like he's, he's so, just skin in the picture. It's so cute. He's just like a potato, uh, dressing, like acting like a big man, you know? Totally. Cosplaying. <laughs> Um, also something really exciting that happened this weekend was that Harry said mama. Oh my God. Yes. And I've also showed 1 million people that video. Sorry. So on Saturday morning when I, um, when he woke up and I went to get him from his crib, like I'm pretty, I thought I heard him say mama, but like no one was around and you know, I didn't have it on video. So I was like, oh, maybe his like mouth just made mama, whatever. I didn't think too much of it. But then later, I've also been noticing that when he plays with Brew or like sees Brew, and I'm always saying, brother Bruno, brother Bruno. I'm always like, there's Brew, where's Brew? I just say Bruno all the time. I've been noticing that he's like tr trying to say Bruno. It's obviously not going to be a baby's first word. It's kind of hard. But he's like, it is. he'll say Brew, Bruno. Yeah. And so like, we were eating and just like playing and Zach and I were like, Bruno. And he's like, boo, Bruno, boo. And we were doing that for a while. And then Zach just decided to switch it up. And he was like, dada. And I was like, please. And Harry goes, mama. You guys, the video like, like changed my life. Like not only was it like, you know, I've, uh, a lot of kids say mama. Now I'm not saying Harry's special, but I think he might be because he literally had such enunciation. He basically said mother. No, like and was, not even that. Like he swerved on his father. He yeah, was like, oh, that was you the best part. Think, you think I'm going to say dada before mama when this woman birthed me? Did you see a birthing video yet, father? Right. You father. think? It was literally so perfectly enunciated. It wasn't like ma. It was ma, ma. Literally like Jason Momoa. <laughs> Even he couldn't ruin the moment. So that was, was really perfection. sweet. Like when I say, when I tell you I've watched a video no less than 45,000 times, I'm obsessed. Literal genius. It was really, really cute. And then really exciting was last night, the Snatchler came over oh, yeah. because she was in town for work. She requested I make a chili, which, you know, I'm never going to turn down. I did a different chili than the one from last week because the Shapiros did come over and I don't want them to get sick of my cooking. So I did um, a beef chili from Half-Baked Harvest. Love her recipes. And it was a big hit. Like Kayla literally is obsessed with my cooking. Like there could be chips on the plate. I made a corn muffin. Her plate is full of like yummy carbs. Only eating the chili. That's our carnivorous girly. And she is like the only critic that I care about their opinion. 
She's the only voice that matters in the culinary industry. The only voice that matters. And I think it was Friday night. Oh, I cooked Friday night too. See, a lot of cooking this weekend. I made stuffed peppers, mm. taco stuffed peppers. So good. I was the only one who ate the stuffed peppers. Everyone else just had tacos. Um, but I really enjoyed, and I'll be having stuffed peppers for lunch today. For months. No, I have two more. I'll be having it for lunch and dinner. It sounds like we had such different weekends and like, I'm like so jealous of your weekend just because like family food and fun, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you were missed though because, you know, the sisters were together last night having chili and you you, you would have loved it. That's, that's sweet. And just on a reading update, I finished my book tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. I could say objectively it's a good book, but I personally didn't love it. Um... But it was, it's a good book. It's obviously amazingly well-written. It just, I was saying this to Claudia, just fill me with like existential dread. And I don't feel that way when I read a lot of books, but I was just feeling like dreadful. That's how I feel, honestly, about every new episode I watch of Tell Me Lies. <laughs> yeah. It's I positively dreadful. It's just like, it was so pessimistic and like, mm -hmm. just like sad and, and just like never really got really to be great even though these were kids who were like having like so much success and they just like couldn't enjoy life and I just love a little joie de vivre you know it's so important that every book I read has an, a certain element of joie de vivre and just leaves me with a bit of joie de vivre but then I'm also reading I'm almost done with The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict it's historical fiction and it's the story of Hedy Lamar, who is an iconic queen but her backstory is so interesting she's an Austrian Jewess who mm. escapes right before the breakout of World War II and goes on to Hollywood to become a huge actress queen. and inventor she's like the most gorgeous woman and the smartest woman get you a woman who could do both and her story so what is amazing you're saying is that she's beautiful stunning and smart literally beautiful stunning and smart and I haven't finished reading it yet so I don't want to google yet but a quick google because I wanted to see a picture of her because I'm like this beautiful woman let me see uh showed me that Gal Gadot will be playing her in a series on Showtime of course she will our Jewish queen Gal Gadot coming in to preserve history and to play a fellow Jewish queen and I also love reading books about like the time before like between 1933 and 1939. So like the war hadn't broken out yet, but like the Nazis are on the move and like, you know, Nuremberg laws are going into place. Anti-Semitism is like crazy on the rise. And like, I know in hindsight, everyone sit, like thinks that they would do the right thing and like stand up for like people who are being oppressed. oppressed. But like, it's so interesting to- But they didn't. To hear, to like see what actually happened during that time and how like everyone just like went along with it, cheered for it. Like when- Austria, when Germany invaded Austria, they didn't even have to invade. Everyone was cheering in the streets. There was no military presence. They just absorbed Austria. And it's, um, it's just crazy yeah, to, like to hear it from like the, what actually happened. If you ever do one of those trips, like to Poland, um, like a March of the Living, there are all these trips that you can go on and like learn about the Holocaust, visit concentration camps. Auschwitz is obviously like a museum now. Um, and one of the craziest parts of that trip is they'll show you how like all these, there are so many different facilities that were used to like kill and, you know, enslave Jews. And so many of them are like literally in the middle of a suburb. Like you're standing yeah. in, in what used to be like a gas chamber and it, Right across the street is like a nice suburban, you know, street with five homes on it. And people used to just chill while all that was going on. Yeah. Also, like the last 
count, I think it was like the New York Times discovered that there were 40,000 concentration and death camps across Europe during World War II. Like that's not something that like a few crazy people cook up. No, and it's not like, this is like mass production. People are okay with it. Like it's, it's wild to think about. And also like, you don't just go from like Hitler being uh, elected to death camps. Like there's an almost 10 year period where like it's all of these small things that happen along the way that nobody stops or nobody speaks out against that allow for you to get to that final solution. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got BravoCon and concentration <laughs> camps here for you today. And that's what you can expect at the morning toast. The unexpected. The unexpected. But that's what happens when you're a reader. Like you're just... Expanding your horizons. Constantly expanding your horizons. So well, there was a lot of news I would that came out of that book. What was it called again? The Only Woman in the Room, Marie Benedict. Fabulous uh, historical fiction writer, also wrote Personal Librarian, Chef's Kiss. There was a ton of news that came out of BravoCon, so we're going to talk about all of that. Yes. And just uh, the general musings from the weekend, lots going on. And, and then we also have House of the Dragon recap at the end of today's episode. And a little Potomac. There's really nothing going on in Potomac, so it'll be a 40-second recap. Um, but House of the Dragon, second to last, the penultimate. I love that word. The penultimate is always fucking snatched. We had the ninth out of tenth episode of House of the Dragon last night, so of course your girlies are going to be recapping that for you. At the end of today's episode, you truly don't want to miss it. No, you don't. So without further ado, where are you, Bruno misses his auntie? Do-do-do-do-do, where is do? What did he do all weekend? Do-do-do-do-do, I love you. Theo was at his grandparents. Do 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 do. I'm happy for do. Can't wait till he's with his auntie. Do 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 do. I need brew. We need to discuss when I'm coming to you. Do 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 do. Brew loves you. He said, "Where's my auntie?" Okay, I know this is probably like not podcast fodder, but. I don't need to pack any food for Theo, right? You still have that big bag or did Bruno eat all of it? He ate some of it, but uh, you don't need to pack. Also, I meant to send you a picture of this week and I forget why I didn't. Bruno went into your bed. Like I, I caught him there. It was like pitch black. You're and kidding. He like ran out. I turned on the lights. He was like getting into the pillows. It's like unmade because Bruno was looking for you. Leave it. Yeah. I'm shook. I know. I, I oh. meant to send you the picture. Also, speaking of I'm shook, there's a new episode of Good Guys, which there is every Monday, but today... Ben was in LA last week, so they recorded a bunch of episodes together. And the one they recorded today has Cody Co on it, which is like, look at them getting premium, like, A-list guests one month into podcasting. I guess it's the power of Josh Peck, probably. <laughs> um, so check that out. It's anywhere you get your podcast. It's up right now. I listened to it last night. I was cracking up because they're all like, well, Cody is engaged, but they're all like, you know, married guys. Yeah. And Ben was saying the funniest thing. He was like, I am. I'm so grateful to be married because like I was the biggest loser before I got married. Like my wife totally saved me. And Josh was like, well, why do you think you were a loser? And Ben was like, because I had no confidence. Like I couldn't get any girls. Like I literally thought I was the, like an ugly, like I had no confidence. And he's like, well now, like I have so much confidence. Like my wife gives me so much confidence. Like if I was single, I'd be slaying. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good conversation and Cody's just the best. So that's that really out. sweet. It was sweet. They're like, because you know what? They really are like the good guys. They were just talking about how like married life is awesome. Like they're so cute. 
That's really cute. I, I'm going to listen to it, but I feel like that's a really good message to get out there. I feel and, like the good guys are good role models and for men. And it's not what you typically hear. You know, no, all we hear you know is what? like about how monogamy is not natural from no, all these I'm like celebrities. Go get some pussy this weekend. And they all have like open marriages and like. Yeah. Uh, no, they're making monogamy cool. I love that. And if there's like a guy that you're talking to and like you want him to like start kind of settling down, maybe maturing, suggest good guys. I think it'll really help like that, you know, late 20s guy bachelor who's like maybe close to transitioning into like a settling down period of his life. I think it could help. Send, send them the good guys pod. Oh my God. I love, I love the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So now without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know on this glorious Monday. I like that. Today's episode is brought to you by Clinique. Thank you, Clinique, for sponsoring today's episode. Their first foundation is designed to be the last step in your skincare routine. It's the even better, better clinical serum foundation. It is formulated with three serum technologies, and it visibly reduces dark spots, it brightens, and it hydrates your skin. So... Clinique is obviously like a skincare brand that you can trust. And I love when makeup and skincare collide because they really should. If you're going to be putting all this schmutz on your face all day, it might as well be working in your favor. And that's why the Clinique Clinical Serum Foundation is fabulous because it's built with skincare technology inside of it. And in, in as little as eight weeks, a lot of people had even more toned skin, radiant skin, and smoother after their makeup is removed. Calling it a foundation doesn't really do it justice because it's a clinical foundation built with three serum technologies. And it doesn't just cover your skin. It completes your regimen by visibly correcting, hydrating, and smoothing the look of skin with everywhere. Also, the packaging is really sustainable because it is... Um, made of glass. So the glass bottle can be recycled. You just remove the cap and the pump and then the glass bottle goes in the recycling bin. Um, it's also just stunning. Like if you have a vanity, my thing is, you know, see-through. So I don't like to buy ugly makeup products. And the Clinique foundation is like this stunning glass bottle. It's giving like rich coastal grandmother. And it's something you could be really proud to have on your vanity. You don't have to tuck it away like some of those ugly other foundations. So the hydrating formula is buildable. It has a medium to full coverage with a satin finish. It has a feather light, feather light weight texture, 24 hour color true wear, and it is oil-free, waterproof, sweat and humidity resistant. It's non-acnegenic, non-caking, non-settling and creasing, non-pouring and non-streaking. One of the best parts is that it comes in 42 shades, which is obviously a huge range so you can find a shade for yourself. Also, they've got this great technology online. Me and Jackie both did it. It took like four seconds. You can find your shade using the Clinique Clinical Real Reality Shade Match Science. So it's a virtual try-on. It was hella easy. Like I thought it was one of the best shade matches I've gotten without being in the store. And it was fabulous. Don't call it makeup. It is skincare just in your shade. Find your shade today at Clinique.com. Today's episode is also sponsored by Away. Perfect timing because I'm headed to Jax and I'm always bringing my Away suitcase when I'm, when Jax and Claude are being reunited. So obviously you guys know Away. They make suitcases, bags, and other travel essentials that are designed to make moving through the world a lot more seamless. It's a good thing because when you travel, you become a better person, more well-rounded, and Away is just going to help you do that in a more seamless way. They offer a range of travel products to solve real travel problems and get you out there. So... Their most popular item, of course, are their suitcases. Jackie and I both have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, and the checked. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough. I feel like I get a new one every couple of months because I just need more. I got one for Ben recently. Then I actually left one at Olivia's house because I just feel like when I go down to Florida, I'm always like going to the mall. Yeah. And then I just need a suitcase. So I have one in Olivia's garage. It's fabulous. I also think they've been using it behind my back, which is fine. I'm not upset. God forbid they ask, but it's fine. 
Um, and why they're great is because they are made of different materials like polycarbonate and aluminum, and it comes in a variety of colors and sizes. So whatever you're packing and wherever you're going, Away has luggage that will make your trip more seamless. All of their suitcases are built to last with durable, lightweight exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system, which has a perfect little compact place for your dirty undies. Because there is no travel... Um, issue more pressing than where to put your dirty undies and away suitcase not only gives you a laundry bag but they also have this little thing in the middle that has like a little zipper and I feel like that's a great place to put your dirty undies but to each their own um, obviously they have four wheels that are 360 degree spinner wheels it guarantees a smooth roll even through the most hectic of airports like LaGuardia which is now covered front to back in carpet which is a disgrace they also have a TSA-approved combination lock, so you can keep all of your stuff safe. And it comes with a sleeve that slides over your suitcase, so uh, if you're putting it in storage, you won't get all scuffed up. They offer free shipping and returns to any uh, non-personalized orders within the contiguous U.S., Canada, and the U.K., and they have a 100-day free trial on everything that they make, so you can take the product on the road with you, live with it, laugh with it, love with it, travel with it, get lost with it, and after 100 days, if you decide that it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. So start your 100-day trial and shop the entire lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases and bags at awaytravel.com slash toast. That's awaytravel.com slash toast. Great, thank you. Our first story is a big BravoCon recap, the biggest headlines, moments, exclusives, etc. in no particular order. Here's an uh, article from In Touch Weekly with some of the biggest moments that we'll break down. First, the new Roni cast was revealed. Real Housewives. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, Real Housewives of New York, not Legacy. This is the new reboot with fresh cast has been revealed. Uh, cast members are Uba Hassan, Giselle Tank, Erin Leachy, Jenna Lyons, Cy De Silva, and Britt Whitfield, as well as Lizzie Savetsky, but she wasn't at BravoCon because of the Jewish holiday. So I obviously, I feel like a lot of people have known that Lizzie Savetsky is going to be on Roni. I feel like she was one of the first people cast, and I think maybe some of these girls are her friends. Mm-hmm. Um the, I think the big shocker for everyone was Jenna Lyons, yeah. former president of J. Crew. She's like kind of like a fashion icon. Yeah. And that's like a pretty good get, that's honestly. A, like a pretty good get. That was the only name that I knew personally, but I think besides a lot of, Lizzie. Besides Lizzie, I checked out a lot of the other women. I think all of them, some of them have followings. They all have premium content. And yeah. No, I feel I have, I feel optimistic. Me too, because even though I hadn't heard of them, I did like a little deep dive on what they all do for a living, their husbands, and it was giving rich and it was giving young and it was giving social media. And I feel like that's kind of a show people have been like begging for from Bravo. And you know, the Bravo fandom, like I was reading the comments on Bravo's Instagram, like people are so negative. Um, because they're used to the OGs. They're like, bring Sonya back. Well, uh, Sonya probably is going to be on Legacy. So, like, let's not forget that. What I did find interesting about this was this was an official, you know, um, statement that Leah McSweeney is not a part of the new show. I feel like there was still some Perhaps question as to whether, because she's young and hip and cool. Well, she said on the toast that she wants to be on Legacy. Of course. Those are her friends. And, like, that's going to be, it's going to take a while for this show to get its legs. A new show is always hard to get off the ground. So she wants to be with the established girlies. Yeah. What I also like about this cast is like, I feel like there were so many names throwing out so many obvious choices for people who are New York social media, young housewives. But these for most of us are all fresh faces. And I like that they're doing something different and and, and not just like going with like a safe person because they have followers or 
I would have been happy like, with, with some of those choices, but like I'm I'm here for the fact that they didn't go down that route. Yeah, but I also like that they have like a big name. You know, like they need that. Yeah, Jenna Lines. I think that's really cool. Um, I also think it's so admirable that like, you know, obviously they all went to BravoCon. They had a picture with Andy. It was like a big thing. And Lizzie Savetsky didn't go because it's meeting out Sarah. Yeah. yeah, I forget which holiday it is. It's like kind of a niche one that I don't really um, participate in. But um, that's like hella admirable because like it could be Yom Kippur, but like they want me to be the star of a show. Like gotta go, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool. She seems uh, scrupled. I've actually met her. She's lovely, lovely girl. Scrupled for sure. She's scrupled. So that's very cool. Um, I honestly, I was ready to like come and be a hater, but it seems like they did a pretty good job, honestly. Yeah. No, I'm optimistic, as stated. I've every- and Bravo has needed for a while. I feel like... And we are always the type who are like, wipe the slate clean, need fresh, mm-hmm. this is bad, bad, bad. So, like, they're trying something new. They actually answered some of the cries of some of the fans. And so, let's give them the opportunity for to see how it is. You know, you can't just complain all the time. No, and Andy did uh, one of the events yesterday was, it was actually at the same time as mine. So I was like kind of like sad because I'm like, no one's going to come to mine. It was Ask Andy where basically he just, it was like free for all, like whatever you want to know. Um, and they were talking about Roni and, you know, all the people who are at BravoCon are like fans of the OG show and they're like complaining. And Andy was like, I hear you, but like the numbers don't lie. This was the lowest rated season in Housewives history, not just New York, of all franchises. Like something had to be done. And I feel Good like answer. Bra- Bravo's been on this Housewives journey for like 15 years. And the people who started watching it, like everyone's aging up in the last 15 years. And if they want to continue to get new, younger mem- uh, audience members, like they have to evolve a little bit, you know? Right. At the end of the day, this is still a business, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just like what a handful of people want to see on their TV. Like there's advertisers you need to bring right. in you, people who are watching, you know, a lot of advertisers want to advertise to a certain demographic of people. So if all of your audience is a bit older, that's not going to bring in the premium dollars. Like this is a business and we are, right. the numbers don't lie. And I the like numbers. that he said, like you, pretty much what he's saying is, you guys are the reasons why there's no Roni as it is anymore because you guys didn't watch. By the way, you know what I thought was so interesting? How Ramona was non-existent in BravoCon? Was she there? I don't think so. Maybe it was she was celebrating Shmini Atzeret. No, like... <laughs> a good one. Um, let me just check because I was thinking yesterday, I'm like, where is Ramona? I feel like... Oh, she- no, she was at... One day ago, she went to like a party. Oh, she went to, I'm sorry. I'm totally wrong. I'm sorry. She was there. Just didn't I just make felt a like splash. She wasn't, it looked like she wasn't participating. I was like consuming content all weekend and I didn't see her even once. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so not like Ramona. Okay, here's some more news that we got some spinoff news. Luann and Sonia are getting their own spinoff series called Welcome to Crappy Lake, which is set to premiere in 2023. We knew that they were doing a Simple Life type show. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Teresa and Louie are having a wedding special. F- uh, following the show's next season. Lala Kent spilled on her sex life, saying I'm having the best sex of my life, which I mean compared to my old relationship. Oh, I thought you were talking about a spinoff. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. That was Leva's spinoff too about Republic. Yeah, and they uh, aired the trailer for Leva's spinoff during the last part of the Southern Charm reunion, which I did watch. Oh, oh, so it was already out. I feel like the last BravoCon, like the big announcements were like kind of huge. Yeah, New, and like um, these announcements were like kind of like some a lot of them there was already like whispers we kind of already knew the Roni cast we knew about Luann we and Sonia Leva. we knew Leva we knew that Louie and Teresa were having a 
show. I mean, that's just common sense. But I do feel like this BravoCon was so much bigger than the last one, you know, like, in ter- especially in terms of like the breadth of people they invited from Bravo. Like, they have, I, who I feel like it was invited? a little bit more selective, but like Reza was there. You thought it who, was selective? Who show, no, the prior year, I felt oh. like it was way more selective. Okay. Whereas this year, Reza and MJ, who I adore and I'm not complaining, but their show was literally canceled. You know, like every cast member of Southern Charm, even if they're not main cast members, were there. Every yeah, single was, person was there. And I wonder, like, does Bravo pay for all of them to come? Yes, I think they pay for everyone's flight and hotel. I don't think you get paid yeah. to participate. But you, if you have a business, you get to have a booth there. And you make, t- I mean, it's 10,000 people who bought tickets. So 10,000 people who are obsessed with you wanting to buy whatever, you know, your Robin's hats or, you know, like. Yeah. It's a, it's a, they really, it's a very smart business idea. Yes. Then also that I think one of the biggest news uh, from the weekend was Luke from Summer House and Ashley Darby like flirting and ship holding hands and leaving together out the door. A ship. Like even if it's just for the night, like Ashley Darby deserves to have some fun. Yeah. Really cute. Really cute. And of course, like the, everyone is talking about Teresa and Melissa because they're fully on the outs. They had to split up the Jersey uh, panels. They did not see each other. And then everyone, like the, everyone was staying pretty much at like the same hotel and late night, Melissa, no, no, what's her name? Jennifer Aiden threw a drink at Joe Gorga. They weren't even filming like real life. So like shit's bad. Shit's bad. But I, Gotta be honest, like that's not going to work um, when you have two cast members who actually can't be in the same room together, won't even do a panel. And by the way, like this is like the he- the network's event, like, and they can't do a panel together. How are they going to film the next season together? We can't have a disjointed season where there's like two groups. It, it doesn't work. Like they're going to have, for the sake of like their jobs, they're going to have to figure out a way Reconcile. to talk. Yeah. Which is also a nice thing about the show because it will force them eventually to talk. Whereas like if they were both off the show starting from now, they would never speak again. Yeah. And that reminds me of Kathy and Kyle. I saw a couple interviews. Kyle said, you know, we're sisters. Like we're, we're, we're fine. Like we're we're working on it. Like we're going to be fine. Kathy said, I will, she literally said point blank to an interviewer. I will not be returning next season if it's the exact same cast. And he was like, I assume you mean Lisa. She said yes. So she's literally making an ultimatum between the network. And I feel like the network is going to choose Kathy. Like, I think the network is gen- going to choose Kathy. Especially- I know, but Kathy was being so reasonable. She was like, by the way, and I know, like, I'm just a friend of. So, like, it doesn't matter. Right. But people, fu- like, it's unprecedented love. how much they love her. They love her so Myself much. Myself included. Lisa Rinna got booed when she was walking on stage. But I feel like that's, you know, Rinna kind of, uh, like, she doesn't mind that, you know, she's like, no, I a, thought she handled it beautifully. She did. And honestly. she gave everyone the finger and she's laughing it off. I'm sure somewhere down, like it does hurt of her. Of course. Oh my God, that's my worst nightmare. I think for her, like she'd rather be booed vehemently than be like paltry clapping. You know what I mean? Like she likes to have yeah. an impact, but it, it is kind of like sad. Um, and so you could see Lisa Rinna is not beloved right now. And Kathy Hilton is unprecedented. They did the conga line for her at the direct TV party. Like, Obsessed. No, Kathy. And by the way, the thing I love most about Kathy Hilton, it happened to me this morning. Um, like every couple of days, she like stalks me and she likes every single one of the posts that she so missed supportive. since the last time. She's so supportive. That's so amazing. And another um, tidbit, I have to shout out to Bryce Sander, who works at Entertainment Tonight. Like he was the correspondent on the carpet. And he, every clip that I saw that was like full of pertinent information, he was talking to this person. He was asking pertinent questions. Yeah, because 
on the first night, he was like, you know, Andy, there's like a million conspiracy theories that like the big announcement this year is like you're retiring and Craig Conover is taking over for you. I saw that. And Andy was like, um, no. And even if I was like, why Craig? Like, I love Craig, but he's not one of our, you know, he's not known as one of our best correspondents. Right. And he's like, no, I'm not retiring. And honestly, I have felt like in the last couple of years, Andy's enthusiasm for his job has gone down a little bit. But I felt like he was like he had the best weekend of his life. Like everything I saw, he was having so much fun. He really did like he did the most this weekend. I felt like his he has a reinvigorated love for what he does. Yeah, that's nice to see. He also, Andy said that there's no Kathy Hilton meltdown footage. Um, he said, you know, that I'm a shade assassin. I'm going to want to show it if I was on a producer. If it was if the footage was on a producer phone, we would show it. Trust me. Yeah, no, I believe that they don't have any footage, but that's unacceptable. Yeah, also Kyle Cook revealed his Bravo Hall pass. He said, I'm going to go super controversial on this one. Maybe Naomi from Southern Charm. That's like a little too close it's to a little, home. Yeah, I agree. But you know what? Her and Amanda kind of look like, so Amanda can take that as a compliment is that he still wants Amanda. I guess. You know, but still, that's like kind of weird. Extremely. They asked some like really weird questions. I just saw a clip of Erica Jane. Someone, yes. They asked like who's going to be the next couple to split up. And she said, first she didn't want to answer. And then she said Dorit and PK. But you also have to think of who are the couples on the show? Kyle and Mauricio, Crystal and Rob, Dorit and PK. Um, Here's a personal. Are there any others? Of of Dorit. I went over, let me tell you, I went over to Kyle right before the panel. I was like, hey, girly, I'm your moderator. And she was like, oh, hi. And then Dorit was there and Dorit's hoop earring fell out. And Kyle was like, Dorit, she was wearing like this huge poofy skirt. She's like, Dorit, your earring's on the floor. You're about to step on it. So, you know, I'm a young, able-bodied girly. And she was wearing like this huge ball gown. So I bent down. I didn't, she didn't ask. I just bent down, picked up her earring and gave it to her. When I tell you she did not even look me in the eyes or say thank you, I'm like, oh my God. It was like, so, it, it, but it wasn't rude. She was like, like, thank you are the words you're looking for, wench. I did see Karen Huger too, and I was, I was like, just about to defend her. I'm just about to defend her marriage. No, I'm sure her marriage is fine, but uh, rude. rude. Isn't it rude? Yeah. Thank you. Like I just bent down. You didn't even ask me. I don't even know you. I picked up your earring. That's rude. Rude. Uh, and I'm guessing that Erica and Dorit aren't chummy currently based on uh, I didn't see them together I saw them both separately um Dorit and Kyle like are totally best friends like you can tell they were together even though they weren't like on the same panel they were walking around together um but it's just like everyone came with like their own posse and it was like literally like standoffs like it was so interesting it's so interesting even like there was that one night where everyone was on stage mm-hmm. and it just like turns into like this big like Jerry ego Sp- it was like Jerry Springer like they're mm-hmm. all just like I- Oh, and it's like, but everyone there like thinks that they're the star of this show. And and like everyone's like so dressed to the nines. It's so intense. Like the stakes are so high and they're also like shading each other. And it's like nonsense shade. It's like a circus. It's a circus. It is. I am looking forward to the Watch Rappin's live specials that they taped because I think those episodes are really good and fun. Yeah. Caroline Manzo was there. That's like another example of like how wide they cast the net. Yeah. So it was, a, you know, a very eventful weekend. I think Bravo put on a great oh, event. I think people had a lot of, of fun. One other part of the story was that, like, the people who had bought tickets were complaining about mm. um, 
the way that it was run. There was like some footage that was out and then people were comparing it to Fire Festival, which is one of my least favorite comparisons because like Blink-182 never took the stage at Fire Festival, yet like all of these panels did go off. But there were really line, long lines for the bathroom. There was like a lot of chaos, I think, for people who bought tickets. Um, So that's also been A long line for the bathroom. That's not something to complain about. Like it's annoying for sure. Anytime I go to a Broadway play, anytime I go to a sports game, like it's really annoying. It's not inhumane and that's not fire Festival at all. And I walked around yesterday and it seemed like they really like they had a million people working there. I didn't experience it for three days, so I don't know for a fact, but it looked like it was pretty well put together. Yeah. It was just like people said, quote, waiting in lines for panels for, only for there to be stampedes in, no chairs, people camping out all day to not let others in, no use of the RFID bans. It's a shit show. In a video, okay, users that showed sounds like, hordes of Bravo way, fans racing forward and ducking under barriers at the um, entrance on Friday. That sounds like the chaos is because of the attendees, yes. not because of Bravo. Right. Like it's, it said Bravo had stanchions and a line and nobody followed it. That's... Like, Bravo can't make people act. Behave. Right. Yeah. yeah. They had stanchions. Right. There was a line for a reason. Like, they knew there was going to be a lot of people. So that's, like, kind of not their fault. I will never remember the word stanchion. I know. I it's can't like, believe I just did. No, you said it. I know. I yeah, said it. I can't it's, like, not said. in my vocabulary, and it, like, refuses to enter. There. I understand. Like, you could ask me tomorrow, like, what are the things that they had to snake I'll the line? I'll ask you tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow, and I won't know the word. Fab. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Okay, so that's your BravoCon recap. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Yeah, truly. Next up, the big news of the weekend. Haley Bieber poses with Selena Gomez weeks after addressing rumors that she, quote, stole Justin Bieber. So Haley Bieber is keeping an eye out for Selena at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures' second- Museum? Yeah, Museum. Second annual gala on Saturday night in LA. So not only did they take this one picture together, there's like multiple pictures. There's a hug. There's a hug. The way that like it's not just one staged photo. It's like once they're sitting, once they're standing, one um, Selena has her hand around Haley's thigh. Yep. Like the way that it's multiple photos, like I'm so overjoyed. And what's so funny Do you remember this event from last year? We have to watch this episode from last year because we were like, what the fuck is this? And that was where Kaya Gerber went with Jacob Elordi. Jacob Elordi. Mm -hmm. We were like, what is this random event? Why is it literally the Met Gala? Why is it so A-list? Why is everyone looking so fashionable and stylish? Yeah, it was the museum. And now this year, everyone again is like, what is this event? It's the second annual fabulous event for fabulous people and a fabulous press up for Kaya Gerber. I think the Gerbers put on the event so that Kaya can always have an amazing moment because like she's two for two. 100%. 100%. It looked so fabulous. Of course, the Selena thing eclipsed the entire event. And I'm so, I'm so glad. And I really hope that like anyone who's ever said the words Jelena in the last five years officially shuts the fuck up. Yeah. And I hope this is yeah. the thing to do. And I don't know what more could be done aside from like Selena, you know, saying a whole thing but I think that would also just like stir it up and make it more real so I think them just like being girls taking pictures they clearly had more than just that one moment they had a conversation and they seem to be happy and enjoying each other's company and you love to I'm see that I'm so happy about this like I really can't put into words like I know it's not plausible that they would ever become like really good friends but like they're just like making peace but I just I love these two so much and I think it's an they're sh- like sh- you know um what's the word 
setting a fabulous example for young women. I love these two with my whole heart and I'm I'm thrilled. I'm overjoyed. Yes, nature is healing. Nature is healing. They both looked absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Just really gorgeous. Really, really gorgeous. So hopefully we'll be seeing Selena in Haley Bieber's bathroom. Oh! Etc. Etc. Totally. Not anytime soon, but you never know. No. We gotta start somewhere. And you know where I'm gonna start? Where? With Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. That's right. Before we continue on with today's episode, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Thuma. Your bed deserves a refresh, and now is the perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with Thuma. Introducing the bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality, upcycled wood, you'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The minimalist design featuring Japanese joinery helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. The perfect platform bed frame just got better. You can now customize the bed by choosing between the original pillow board or the new solid wood headboard. The fabric pillow board adds softness and color to any space while the headboard offers solid sleek support. The headboard attaches directly to the bed using Japanese joinery with no tools required. You can buy it with the bed or on its own as an upgrade. It's made for how you live. So the bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door in three easy to maneuver boxes. And it takes about five minutes to set up um, to assemble with no tools required. You can easily build it yourself. Jacques, if you could attest to that, because I know you have a Thuma bed in Snitch's room of your house. I do. And not only does seeing it bring me such joy because I can sing Thuma every time I see it. But the best part about the Thuma beds are that they're so easy to assemble. It's really meant for a lay person, but they're also made with such quality materials and they look so gorgeous and stunning and like minimalist, which is such the vibe that I'm curating right now. And I have immensely enjoyed every aspect of having a Thuma bed in my house. I would highly, highly recommend. Along with the bed, they offer other bedroom essentials um, like the mattress, the nightstand, the side table, and they're all designed to perfectly complement the bed. They also work with One Tree Planted. So they plant a tree for every bed and nightstand that they sell. All of their essentials are Green Guard Gold certified. And their intentional less is more design philosophy for the room has clean lines, subtle curves, and life-enhancing details. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home, with the bed by Thuma. Now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards the bed um, towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. So that's Thuma, T-H-U-M-A dot co, C-O, slash toast, Thuma dot co, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for a $25 credit. Great. Okay, our next story. Megan The Stallion says she's got to take a break following her home burglary. So Megan The Stallion performed on SNL this weekend, and while she was in New York, her home was burglarized. Uh, what the fuck? The thieves took off with three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars <gasps> in cash, electronics, and jewelry. Police have not made an arrest yet, but they do have video footage of the incident. So she wrote on Twitter saying, material things can be replaced, but I'm glad everyone is safe. Hotties, I'm really sorry, but after SNL, I really got to take a break. I'm so tired physically and emotionally. Oh my God, what the fuck? Like, because I was just watching the Bling Ring documentary. It just feels like very prevalent in my mind right now. Like, what the fuck? Like, why can't people stop robbing other people? Like, go leave everyone fucking alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is so sad because it's not it's not about the material items. Celebrities have insurance and of course, whatever the sense of peace that gets robbed from you when someone invades your home mm -hmm. and the fear it instills in you is so crippling and nobody feels bad for you because you're a celebrity. But like I do because I'm a human being and I think like if you're if you're ever inclined to rob someone's house, like you're fucking delusional. Stop. Stop. Right. And also I feel like, you know, we talk about this. The news cycle moves on. But this right. person like lives with this trauma mm -hmm. for a very long time. And nobody cares to acknowledge it because like, you know, you think celebrities don't deserve rights because they're rich. Like that's the culture. Like, oh, they're fine. They'll just, you know, get more security and buy another thing. And it's not about that. No, it's not about that. Anyways, I'm glad she's taking a break. Um, if she needs one, normalize taking breaks when you're at the height of your career. Like it's okay. We will all still be here waiting and be fans when you come back. I know. I just feel like when you're part of that hustle culture, you get such bad anxiety because like staying relevant is the key to your success. And so like taking time off and stepping back from the spotlight is literally like the scariest thing you can do, I think, when you're building your career. Oh, for sure. But if you are like supremely talented, the cream always rises and like you'll be back doing your thing in no time. And you just have to like trust in yourself that you could do that. But you also like can't get to where you need to be if you are running on no fuel. No, and Meg The Stallion, I think, is like a mainstay. I think she'll be like in history, right. like one of the biggest female rappers of all time. Exactly. So she could take a break. She can take a break and we will all still be here ready and waiting when she's ready to come back. I was asleep during her SNL, so I didn't get to watch, but I heard rave reviews and she did both. I think people who can do both are so, it's like such a flex. It's such a flex. Those are like the coolest episodes. It's like 100% yours. Yeah, no, it's just like cool. Like, yeah, I'm known for my singing, but like I can be funny and act and read off a cue card. Like it's such a- Shade. Why? Reading off a cue card is hard. I was saying that seriously. Oh, okay. It is hard. It would be easier to memorize it, honestly. Like cue cards, you have to like look at the camera, but then also at your cue card. That's true. That was not me being shady. I'm sorry. No, I was not knocking that. It is a true talent to like act while reading a cue card. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's like such a flex on all the other hosts. Like it's the coolest thing. Yeah. But I think that moment is uh, ruined a bit when your home is burglarized because you just town. a tad just a tad just a tad uh but I'm glad she's taking a break and more people should take breaks maybe she could Agreed. call Harry Styles and let him know that we're taking He's breaks gotta take a break mm -hmm. my policeman HSLOT you know who finally Darling. took a break after Ariana Grande she, yeah she yeah. took a ne very nice long break and look we're uh, so ready for her whenever she's there ready there was there was a two three year process where like she would not take a break and she was going through so much in her personal life and it was really sad to watch and she was breaking down on stage and she just would not stop it's like someone let this girl take a nap she got married and finally took a nap and I feel like she's been like off the radar for like over a year and I feel like it's so good for her and mm -hmm. she does REM beauty she does and she's like the she's voice but yeah but it's different. like low-key stuff that lets her sleep in her own bed at night right and that's also different than doing like an album and a tour at the same time and I feel like it's been so good for her. I feel like she's also working on Wicked rehearsals right now, which is in LA, and she gets to still be at home with her husband. She has like a really good work-life balance. Yeah. I can't talk about Wicked because it's coming out in far- Four years. Way yeah. too far and in two parts. So like, I don't even want to get my hopes up. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. But something I just wanted to say is, you know, once uh, every year, I am reminded that Ariana Grande is married. Like, it's so random, and I always forget. I always remember. It's like always one of the first things I remember about her. I don't know why. I think it's hard because he's like a nobody, you know, which is great. Which is great. You love a businessman, Bo. Speaking of marriage, are you ready for our next story? Yes. Robert Kraft marries Dana Blumberg in star-studded surprise wedding. 
He's added another ring. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft married Dr. Dana Blumberg in a star-studded surprise wedding in New York City on Friday night. Page six has learned. Uh, the billionaire and 47, 81-year-old billionaire and 47-year-old doctor invited guests to a kickoff and a touchdown party at the Hall de Lumiere in Lower Manhattan and told them to dress festively, but did not disclose that they'd be tying the knot. So people came to this party, not knowing what to expect. Turns out it is a wedding. They had it. Like, uh, being rich is so sick. Yeah. A few fun facts. One, Elton John performed, and they had met Elton John a few years ago, and, like, Elton had said, like, whenever you guys do get married, I would like to perform for you as a gift. And so then Elton gave them a few dates that worked for him, and that's how they chose. Not them planning their whole wedding around Elton John. Right. I love that. They also had it at the Hall de Lumiere, which right now is showing the Gustave Klimt exhibition, which is The Woman in Gold. You know her? Is that supposed to mean something to me? Yeah. You haven't seen the movie The Woman in Gold? No. One thing about me is like, I know nothing about art. Like, truly Do you know the story about the woman in gold? I'm assuming it was a woman who wore gold. Okay, let me can, let me give you just a brief synopsis because it's a, it's a good story. So, uh, Klimt is an artist and the woman in gold is one of his pieces. He won, uh, a prominent Jewish family commissioned it in the, uh, like over a hundred years ago and it passed down through their family. But then when the Nazis took over, they stole that piece of art after the war, the family like took like took the trial to try and get their art back. That's a picture of literally their aunt Adele, and it's theirs. They bought it. Oh, you know what? This does sound familiar. Helen Mirren it plays the surviving yeah, 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 daughter, yeah. and so Klimt is the artist who made that piece, and his exhibition is at um, is displaying right now in Lower New York. So the whole they rented out the exhibition for five days. So then the whole wow. um, wedding like was surrounded in Klimt stuff. That's beautiful. Beautiful. It's a great you know movie. So, Check it out. You know what's so funny about this wedding is like obviously you see them. He's like one thousand years old, and she's like this vivacious blonde. But like she is almost fifty. Like it's like not that crazy. No, it's not you that know? crazy. And she's a doctor. She's like New York's top ophthalmologist. Right. She's not like a harlot. Like, right. It's not what you think you're looking at. It's like kind of like a really appropriate marriage and romantic. Which you just, when you look at them, you don't see it because she's like blonde and like really fit, and like she looks twenty five. Right. But no, they're... It's, it's like kind of romantic, yeah. It's really like, sweet. If I wanted to do a surprise wedding, I'd be like, hi hey guys, I'm throwing a party. Like, no one would come. That's the thing. And I'd be like, wait, no, it's my wedding. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll come. You know what I mean? Right. No, but he must throw a great party. Right. Tom no, Brady, Tom Brady was there. Solo. No Giselle, yeah. Solo. It's like, it's real. Like I know. I'm accepting it in my own time. I've just, yeah, I've just entered the stage of acceptance. Yeah, which is good. And I think this, I don't think they intentionally did it this way, but like this slow rollout. rollout is giving me time to process as opposed to if they just all of a sudden one day put out a statement, I would be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shock. Yeah. Shock and awe. Yeah. So really sweet wedding news. Happy for you. Know that I am. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is like some confusing divorce news? Yes. So people put out a story yesterday that... Uh, it wasn't just people, but there was like an official report. It went to every outlet. Monique Samuels and her husband, Chris Samuels, are divorcing, period. Like no questions asked. I was so upset when I saw it. Like I literally wanted to cry for the Samuelses. But then Monique and... 
Chris went on Instagram and appeared to hit back at rumors that they were splitting after 10 years of marriage. She flashed their wedding bands in the video that she posted. Um, She said that she had just gotten back from hiking all day and then turned to Chris and asked, Chris, what do you have to say about all this? And he said, shop Mila Eve in response, referring to Monique's store. Then Monique flashes her wedding ring directly. Shop Mila Eve. That's funny. That is funny. Directly in front of the camera. That's literally Jackie. That's so us. No, so us. But then she says, no better source than the actual source. Y'all already know how I roll. I give my own damn exclusives. And then she prompted fans to tune into her YouTube show Monday evening. (sighs) Okay, I'm like glad they're not divorced. But like, I do feel like they might have been like poking us. Like, like this is giving PR. I feel like they might be trying to just save the announcement till their show tonight on YouTube. Because... Oh, I mean, I guess we'll find out tonight. We'll find out tonight. I feel like I'll be so upset because they're not like they're just flashing their rings like and they're saying they're kind of like joking about it, but they didn't say explicitly like we're never. Yeah, but they're together in their house chilling like married people do. Yeah. Divorced people don't act like that most of the time. Right. I I mean, I'll be so upset. I will be heartbroken. I will be so upset. The way that like I feel like they are literally picture perfect American family. Like, please, no. Please, no. First T'Challa and now this, no. No, we can't handle it. I hope that tonight's Monday um, YouTube is just a fun. Enough meaning, literal like mindless episode of whatever it is that they do on their YouTube channel. Yeah, not them just pushing off the news till they can announce it themselves. Because she said, I give my own damn exclusives. Oh, I didn't see it like that. But like, it's just an alternative way of thinking about it. I feel like it's fine. Like, I feel like they're totally fine. Like, I believe in love. Me too. Me too. And that's just a little bit about me. (laughs) Well, those are the past five stories. Feel as though you needed to know them. You certainly needed to know them. But you also need to know our thoughts on the penultimate, I can't stop saying that word, episode of The House of the Dragon, which premiered on HBO last night and is brought to you by Figs. I have to tell you. The day of my show in Nashville, I went to the Cheesecake Factory for lunch, of course, you know, eating the local cuisine. And I ran into like a million toasters on their lunch breaks and they were all wearing figs. I'm like, did you use code? They're like, toast? Yeah, I did. It was so funny Every because they all work in like medical sales and, you know, uh, med spas. So like they all are wearing scrubs and every, every like it's the Hermes of the medical industry. Obsessed. So everybody has something they look forward to in the fall. If you're in healthcare, there's something extra exciting on the horizon for you because the brand new fall colors and styles from Figs just dropped. If you haven't heard, Figs makes the comfiest scrubs around and they are toaster tested, toaster approved. They're engineered with innovative technical comfort technology to be ridiculously soft and incredibly durable so you're always ready to take on the day in style. So their scrubs are 100% awesome because they focus on design, function, and comfort. So they're super, super soft. They have a proprietary four-way stretch fabric. So if you got to do a lunge, you know, bend over to the cabinet, bend over to hear a patient's heartbeat, you're being taken care of in your figs. The material is moisture-wicking and anti-wrinkle and anti-odor thanks to the Silvader antimicrobial technology technology so you know part of being in healthcare is working super long shifts and sometimes after those shifts like you're not going to smell the best but figs is out here protecting you and those pits they have up to 20 pockets on some of their styles stethoscope in band-aid in i don't know any other like medical supplies um ointment ointment 
Yes. Um, and you can also customize your figs with text and icon embroidery. If you don't know where to start, you can pick up a set in one of their new fall colors that are super great and will look awesome all season long. Their popular core scrubs never go out of style and are easy to mix and match. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw all the toasters at the Cheesecake Factory wearing. Um, very kind of slimming black on most of them. And it was the core scrub. Figs believes that the awesome humans in healthcare deserve awesome scrubs to match. Head to wearfigs.com, use code TOAST to get 15% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com, promo code TOAST. Great. Okay, so the morning after the king dies, and it's like all hell has broken loose, they're being so fucking evil, the high towers, like locking everyone in their rooms, trying to come up with a plan so that Rhaenyra doesn't find out that he's dead and they can successfully usurp the throne before sunrise. Yes. Only problem, the king cannot be found. Right. What did the little boy run and tell his mom? I believe that the king was dead. But Alicent knew. No? He didn't tell his mom. He told the snitch Talia. And then Talia went to go tell him. Got it. Got it. That's what I think. I, or maybe that like his, uh, that Aegon wasn't there. Like where's dad? Mm. You know? Oh, that's good too. I don't think it really matters. I was just like waiting. I thought it was like Aegon did something horrible. Or I thought maybe it was a flashback to a young Aegon. Like I didn't know because the episode just started with that little kid. Yeah, it was a little confusing. I don't think there's anything more to it, but I just didn't know like what was being told. So, no, you know what it. it was? You're right. Your first thing was right. He told Talia that the king is dead because then Talia told... Alicent. And the spy master Worm, Wormwood. A whore. Bad actress. Yeah. Bad actress Worse whore. than ever last night. Worse than ever. Even though I did appreciate her mission. That oh my gosh. That ring of child fighters sharpening their teeth and their fingernails. That was horrible. And Aegon is really, really sick. Sick. Really, really and sick. And he has bastards all over town. I so agree. In one moment, I was like, oh my God, what are these like child abusers doing in King's Landing? And then in the next moment, like she's advocating for them. And I was like, thank you. Queen. 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 No, and it's like the And if way- Otto goes back on it, like not that I have anything left to give to him, but like. His word means nothing, honestly. Yeah. The way that Aegon does not want to be king would be a horrible king and everyone knows how sick, twisted, unethical, and disgusting he is. Yet we're all bending over backwards, like killing all these nice people just so Aegon could take the throne. It's so stupid to me. I hate the fucking high towers. Alicent at least like expresses She has remorse. a conscience. Yeah. She's not all evil. I actually think she's like struggling with all of this. Yeah. I think that here's what I, regardless of if, Viserys was uh, said what he said before he died. The high, uh, Otto and his crew was doing it. Anyway. Were doing it anyway. So that's good to know. It didn't change that much. The only thing it changed was Allison's participation. Uh, yeah. Because if he hadn't said that, she would have been going to bat for Rhaenyra. But since he said that, she's on the fence. You know, I know it's episode nine and we should have done this from the beginning, but I'd like to um, crown a weenie of the week every week because last night it was Sir Kristen. The way I hate this fucking loser, the way he killed that guy for speaking facts, speaking motherfucking facts and being the only person in the room with ethics and morals. 
I hate Sir Kristen Cole hate. so much. He's obsessed with Allison. He's, He's such, such a, a loser. Follower loser. First it was Rainier. No He's fucking scruples. pussy whipped. He definitely has yeah. some like mommy issues. Yes. Because he doesn't have a mind of his own. And he's so fucking fanatic and extreme. Like, get a life, loser. So extreme. It's like, calm down. It's not that deep. It's just like, show, man. Yeah, no, he's such a fucking loser. Like, even the way, like, a couple episodes ago, he started that fight um, with the Harrenhal guy in the yard over the prince. Like, yeah. he's such a loser. I'm so glad. Also, they recast Aegon again, right? Aeg this is our first time meeting this Aegon. No. He was there last week? Yeah. I remember, I, I had the other Aegon, the like two episodes ago. The one who was jerking off two episodes ago into the window? Yes, yes. That's no, why I was- No, I think we saw this guy last that's week. That's why I was expecting he, like, to see under the table. No, I, that guy looked like kind of familiar. Like I'd seen him before. Okay, okay, good. Um, the only, the good news is though about Aegon is like, he's the only one keeping us from Amond on the throne. And I know, I thought Amond was going to kill Aegon. Amond would be worse than Aegon. Amond is a Joffrey. Yeah, I think Amond is evil and I think Aegon is stupid. I also know, I like that Viserys is being called Viserys the Peaceful because that Me is too. what he was. That is what he was. Even though I did feel like the second he got crowned, me and Ben were like guessing. I thought he was like going to kill himself because like this is his worst nightmare come true. But then when he heard people cheering for oh, him, it's, it's like literally it's addictive. addictive. Yeah. I just don't believe that the people in King's Landing give a fuck about who the king is. Like no. they're all like, I, I felt like when they was, were cheering, like they don't care. No, they do not care. And they say this all the time in Game of Thrones that like they don't care. Like it's all these like seven kingdoms who are warring with each other for a seat that doesn't change the lives of the people whatsoever. But you know, I right. think they like were forced into this place. Hall. It turns into a pretty good concert. Hey, we have a new king. Rah, rah. He seems excited. We're excited. And I was like, damn, this is addictive. Like, uh, what's his face is about to have like a power trip. And then yeah. Yadanti came through. Yadanti! I bet we way were dying. I take back every negative thing I've ever Everything. said about her. Because now, obviously, she's hopping on her dragon to go alert Rhaenyra about what's gone down. The only thing um, that was missing was a little Dracarys on these hoes. I know. She could have ended it all right I there. Know, but, but, like, but you know what? That would have been exactly what she was advocating against because... She's not evil. No, like, but she told Allison, like, obviously, you can't kill Rhaenyra and her children. If she killed Allison and her children, she's just as bad as what she was trying to avoid. So she would so never have done really that. it was really good... It was a really good episode given the fact that Rhaenyra and Damon were not even in it and I didn't even get to see my boyfriend last night. Like, that was upsetting. Mm -hmm. But it was good nonetheless. It was really good. Only because yet Auntie came through. No, that's the thing about aunties. Like, you can always count on them. Yeah, and you might count them out, but they're but always... never count out the Countess. They're always going to be with it, there for you. I wasn't entirely sure... Whether I think they wanted us to guess for a second if it was going to be Rhaenys or Rhaenyra. Um, I don't know how Rhaenyra would have found out. No, but, but they showed her hustling down the stairs. Right. And when she looks up when she's in the crowd, I think she realized they're going to the dragon pit. And she was like, thank you. You're taking me exactly where I wanted to go to get my baby boy. Like, remember when she's being like with the mob and she looks up to see the street that they're yes. on. I didn't, oh, I didn't know yes. why she was smiling, but Me too. she knew the right she then and there. found her handler. She knew right then and there, they're going to the dragon pit. I can get my, my dragon. Okay, and, and let's talk scene. about those two brothers, like the one that bailed out Rhaenys and the Obsessed. two. Obsessed, but like 
my God, do they suck at their job? Like literally he lost Rainice in the first four seconds of getting her out of the the castle. Oh yeah, but uh, in the previews for next week, which is not a spoiler, because uh, they're at war now and Rhaenyra and Damon are in the episode. Um, the brother who refused to save Aegon um, goes to Rhaenyra's side. Mm. I just feel tea. No, and like when they hanged that man who was trying to escape and go tell Rhaenyra, like it was giving like North Korea. Uh, yeah, I, that was quite upsetting and that was upsetting especially because it's like when the other guys like they stood their ground and they were like we're we stand with Rhaenyra the two people who did and it's like well what if one of you just like pretended to and then went back to the other side and it's like oh that, that's what he did that's what would happen okay now we know literally um <laughs> Laris is literally fucking disgusting little finger I hate him he needs to be the first the to feet. die the feet. the feet that was that was new that was new but you had to it makes sense. He's giving. He's doing all this shit for her. Why? Right. Right. No, he's a fucking freak. He's a fucking freak. Such a good episode. But like, need my girly back. Like, Rhaenyra, Damon, where are you? Also, the daughter wife is like a prophet. You know, you see that she said there's a beneath a beast beast beneath the boards. Yes. Apparently, in the other episodes that she was in, she was like saying a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense to us, but they were all like prophecies. She like knows shit. What does there's a beast beneath the floor mean? Rainies? Rainies and her beast. Got it, got like it. Like oh. when he was literally beneath the boards. Oh, so yes. So pay Top attention tier. to whatever she's saying. Got it. Okay, sister slash wife. <laughs> um, also, the Real Housewives of Potomac was on last night. Quite literally nothing happened except the way that Ashley and Giselle are being so fucking dramatic. I definitely thought it was weird that he sent the message. And then once I found out he worked there, I'm like, that's not weird. I've got to be honest, I didn't watch because I was immensely enjoying my book. And I was like, this is... You missed nothing. It's, it's, I'm sure it'll be a great season, but like it's a super slow build. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ashley was posting that she was out all night. And when she woke up the next morning, she had a message from Chris Bassett. Wait, is it Bassett? Bassett? Bassett, right. Because when I say Chris Bassett and then I say Candace Dillard Bassett. Right. Good call. And when I introduced her at BravoCon last night, I said Candace Dillard Bassett, Potomac Barbie. She looked so cute. I saw. Um whatever he had sent a message like you should have come to the w and that's like a weird message to send your wife's friend at three in the morning but he just took over as the general manager of like their club there he's trying to make it like cool and he's trying to get all of candace's friends to come so like it's not weird so ashley like brought it up and was trying to make it a thing and then giselle was like you know last year at the reunion when we broke for like snack he came into my dressing room and i was all alone and i was really uncomfortable and he was just complaining about his wife and robin was like did he touch you or do anything she's like no and robin was like so you're just being dramatic. Like there, Rob was actually proud of Robin for getting her head out of Giselle's ass for two seconds to being like, you're being so fucking dramatic. Like they're trying to make it a thing. It's not a thing. No. And this is not my newfound Candace Dillard beset Stanhood. It's just facts. Like stop being dramatic. Yeah. That was the only thing that happened. And then they went and did a dance class with Sharice and I just fucking hate Sharice. Sharice is back. Yeah. And they like, she keeps trying to like have lunch with Karen Huger and Karen Huger's not interested and all the ladies are saying it's because like Sharice has like some big T on Karen and I'm just not interested I'm not looking for anyone to expose Karen like she's America's sweetheart like leave her alone yeah leave her alone everyone tries to come for Karen it's like people who come into Beverly Hills and they just go for Sutton like Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work it's not gonna work for the fans and it's just not gonna work for you 
Um, so those were the TV recaps. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, you caught up on Tell Me Lies. I did. I did. Um, I found this episode to be particularly dreadful. Yes. Nothing my patience happened. with the show is wearing And there's thin, only two honestly. more episodes left. How are we going to... Ha- wrap it all up like uh i'm glad we got like a villain origin story from pippa a little bit because she was pissing me the fuck off by being such a loser wannabe like pick me girl yeah like when she was like ironically like about the movie she's just like kind of like a loser but that, and I, yeah that's it that's her truth she is yeah i like her, that's her truth and i um i understand I'm team now. pippa as opposed yeah. to lucy i mean lucy's like my least favorite person aside from steven i know I know. I'm just like so over the show. Like I'm not invested in anyone's relationship except for Brie and Evan. And we didn't even get Brie and Evan content. What do we want, Brevin? When do we want it now? And we know that they get married. So great. Everyone else can great. like fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Though I, um, I do hope Wrigley could find love too because he really loves Pippa. And I hope. I know. I, she needs to like find herself is the thing. Like maybe. Yeah. Could, I think she struggles with her sexuality a little bit. Yeah. And like just knowing like who she is and what she wants. But Wrigley like loves so purely and so passionately and he deserves a nice girl. I love him. Yeah. Me too. And he's like not, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body whereas everyone around him is like plotting. Mm -hmm. He's just living his life, doing football with the bros. Trying his best, trying to look after his brother. Trying to look after his brother. So another episode of that this week, part two of the Beverly Hills reunion, which we will talk about yes. um, on Wednesday. And Kardashians. So and Potomac- Winter House premiered. Um, I'm not watching. I may watch the first episode to see if I'm feeling anything. Um, we shall see. I don't think I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm feeling good about where I'm at, like with my content. That's good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if if you are watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Jacques, have an amazing day. Love you dearly. And I'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Talk to you in five minutes. 100%. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Love you. Bye.